welcome back to Theology with an English Accent. It's Sunday night, I spent this weekend in Seattle, and genius that I am, I didn't bring my power cable with me. So I couldn't record a video this morning. So uh, I am now at work, I've just got a taxi back to pick up my car, but before I drive the rest of the way home, I wanted to record a very quick video on today's text. So let's look at it. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I complain of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and want. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So in this passage, Paul is teaching us the secret to contentment, self-sufficiency. The Greek word for it is otakes. Now, in first century pagan culture, this was, otakes was the, the pinnacle of Stoic ethics. Now, the Stoics were philosophers, but really they were much more akin to a religion. And the Stoics taught that you should pursue contentment. And you did that through two ways. You eliminated desires and you eliminated feelings. Now, eliminating desires. Now, if you want something and you don't have it, you feel some kind of pain. That's common to the human condition. And the world's wisdom pretty much forever has been if you don't have something and you want it, go and get it. That will make you happy. And it's been proved again and again that no, it doesn't. You just move the goalposts. It's now something else you want. So the Stoics had a little bit more wisdom than the rest of the world and said, no, rather than trying to constantly pursue uh, all of the things that you want, have fewer desires and you will be happier. And there's some good bit of wisdom to that. It's, it's sort of similar to the uh, same idea in Buddhism, that if you can eliminate your wants, then you'll eliminate your pain. But the Stoics also wanted to eliminate feelings. So in Stoicism, the goal was just to be unaffected by everything. So if something good happens, meh. Something bad happens, meh. But it then reached the point when you know, a family member could suffer and die, and the goal of Stoicism was to say, I don't care. Basically gouging your own heart out and then calling that peace. It was a bit strange. But that was the Stoic idea of contentment, of self-sufficiency. And there's a theological term for this removing of desires and removing of emotions. It's called being a Vulcan from Star Trek. But Paul offers us an alternative. It's not so much self-sufficiency, rather God-sufficiency. Let's just review what he says. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. In any and all things, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and want. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. So Paul's solution to it was very simple. It wasn't about eliminating all desires, it wasn't about elim eliminating all feelings. 
I mean, it's just not very psychologically healthy. But Paul, for him, the solution was easy. It was just dependence on God. Because of Jesus Christ, Paul knew all things could be achieved, that all things would be well. As Julian Norwich would say, all things will be well, all things will be well, and all manner of things will be well. So we're a bit late on Sunday, but I'll just end with a point to ponder. Do you have Paul's attitude when facing wants, needs, desires, troubles? Can you say, I can do all things through him who strengthens me? Can you face, you know, abundance and famine with that same mindset? Or do you try another route? Do you take the parts of the stoic? Do you just try and not care about anything or anyone in an attempt to not feel pain and not feel need? Or do you say, I can do all things through him who strengthens me? In the next session, we will look a little bit further on and read about Paul's words concerning the gift sent to him by the Philippians. But until then... In the words of Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen, God love you.